I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I have a question. Okay. What is the bad place like? Oh, sorry. That is the one topic I'm not allowed to tell you about. I can only play you a brief audio clip of what is happening there right now. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! At your age, you're going to be having a lot of urges. You're going to want to take off your clothes and touch each other. But if you do touch each other, you will get chlamydia and die. I cannot believe this stuff is on the radio. I'm sorry. I've got to collect myself because this is... This is what our youth is being subjected to. Don't have sex, because you will get pregnant and die. Don't have sex in the missionary position. Don't have sex standing up. Just don't do it. Promise? And now. You guys are so fun. Just relentlessly fun. I keep thinking, when are they going to stop being fun? And the answer is never. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Thursday morning, the 9th of August. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. I'm okay. All right. Have a, uh, have a had a banana incident. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, a dollar. <laughs> Continue. Hey Chip, welcome back. Hi Bean. Chip's been off. Uh, she's been off. Uh, Rockstar in it uh, the last few days. Yep. Yeah, it was fun. I was at Sturgis, which is Lip, living in South Dakota. Were you? Yeah, it's almost like uh, Coachella for bikers. Mm-hmm. Which is super super fun. That Tell your face. Like a question. Tell your face, Chip. <laughs> No, Were there were... Confederate flags? Um, not as many as you would think. Oh. But there was a, uh, they had this last year, but someone comes in with a giant, they built a shrine for Trump. Like a, it's almost oh. like a, a truck being, pulling a, like a bridge, like, like, oh, it's a Trump unity bridge. And they drive around the grounds all day long blasting, like, generic, just like super patriotic music. Oh but gosh. most of the people there don't like Trump either. So they've had like, someone's been cutting their wires. Like oh, no. like three days in a row, they're looking for XLR cables. We're like, hey, someone cut our wires again. We're like, I can't help you, man. We're we don't have we don't have any of those. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but it was super fun. Um, played on the main stage for like a few thousand people. That's awesome. Yeah, Sweet. and then I woke up. I was sick for three days. Sweet. Oh. Spent the rest of the time in my bunk until we had to play. It's good times. Well, we're happy to see you, Chip. Thank you, Kevin. You spent a little time watching the Ocho yesterday. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Did you see any of Hedis? Hedis, describe it. Hedis, I didn't see as much. Can of this. We? I did. Yes, okay. I didn't see as much of this uh, as I would have liked to. But one of the one of the competitions for folks who don't know, ESPN two once a year turns it over to uh, outside the box sports. Mm-hmm. So rather than covering you know football and basketball and baseball, they cover you know things like. Uh, um, I don't know what did they have yesterday? Chess boxing for chess instance. boxing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and they have, um, you know, dodgeball, things like that. Well, they had an hour called Moxie that was all sorts of different 
sports that I was not at all familiar with. Oh, like that's what because we were trying to figure that out beforehand. If it was one thing, are yeah, you it's a whole it's a bunch, bunch of things. Okay, yeah. Like there's this one sport where they throw bowling pins up in the air, and you throw as many bowling pins in the air as you can and catch them. It's like a juggling competition. Okay, okay. that's the type of thing. I like. By it. the way, hosted by uh, Pendulette. Okay, I, and I'm sure only because he has a, a daughter named Moxie. I'm sure that's the only reason they <laughs> thought to call him. So they had Hedis at the at the start of the show, and I saw a little bit of it before I had to leave for dinner. And it is people who play uh, ping pong. But they only oh. hit the ball with their heads. Love it. Have you seen that? Couldn't love it more. So you have guys who are playing an actual, I mean, it's called headis because it's like tennis with your head. And they only use their heads to hit the ball. Now, how did something like that ever get started? Why would anyone participate in it? Because Obviously. it's awesome. You how lose a it? paddle. And then you're like, I'll just use my just head. Use my head. How, how is it awesome, though? What do you mean, how is it awesome? I'm asking. These guys are diving to hit their head to hit a, is it like a volleyball-sized ball? On the other Um, side of a tennis table. Yes. I'm sorry, a ping-pong table. But why is that awesome? There's no way to explain that, dude. (laughs) It's like, why do you like that song? It just is. It's awesome. Allie, is it awesome? I haven't seen it, but it, it sounds better than than a ping pong ball with a head. A big old ball on a small ping pong table? Yeah. That's funny. Yes. The, well, you should Google it right now and see yourself some haddis. But uh, you know, be no careful what's going to come up in your browser. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that was happening, and then uh, this was uh, this was not at the this was not on the Ocho. But Omar alerted me to the fact that this week in New York, in Brooklyn, is the uh, U.S. Air Guitar Nationals Finals. All right, oh, cool. Which could have just as easily been on. ESPN2 yesterday, right? It's sure. sure. Similar sort of thing. So I thought you all might enjoy hearing a little bit about how the, the uh, Air Guitar National Finals are. Yep. Okay. Cue the music. The instrument is the magic of motion. It's a combination of the sport, a rock show, and performance art. The Masters are in Brooklyn this weekend for the National Air Guitar Championship. Now, what kind of a person do you think participates in this? Is this just somebody who wished they could play guitar, but they don't have that ability or talent? I guess. I don't know. What part of this is sports, though? I was curious about that as well. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to figure out, again, just like, who are the guys playing Hedis? Oh, Hedis is awesome. Who are the guys doing air guitar? The big part is you have 60 seconds to win the crowd, win the judges, and win your way to the finals. So you don't have to be doing this for any certain amount of time or whenever the guitar rip yeah it's all about just being up on stage and having that performance presence and just rocking out and melt so it sounds it sounds like you don't it's the point isn't to replicate to make it look like you're playing that guitar or that guitar solo during the song it's really more loosey-goosey than that you can just be up there jumping around like a damn fool and if you're entertaining and you're playing a little what looks like air guitar is it's not a proficiency quiz i guess is what i'm saying i guess but don't the ones who win pretty much look like they're playing it i mean according to this guy that's not necessary i mean you can just you can be a crowd favorite by just being goofy i think let's hear more and just rocking out and melting faces are you really melting faces if you're not the one playing the guitar you're not at all no okay they're ready for the wild card competition at a heavy metal bar on Manhattan Avenue in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. It is judged, and we have a panel of judges, and they look for three criteria. One is technicality, you know, if you're playing a guitar. 
or not. Uh, secondly, the stage presence. you got to look good. And third is the ever-elusive airness. Um, it's hard to define, but it's sort of when you see it, you know it. It's the yeah. airness, you guys. Mm -hmm. mm. You know it. It's the it factor of <laughs> air guitar. Right. This sounds two-time world champion Matt Aristotle Burns from Staten Island will take to the stage Saturday night. This weekend, we're trying to figure out who is the greatest air guitarist to represent Team USA in Finland in 2019. There'll be something in the air that night. In Brooklyn, Greg Mocker, Pix 11 News. Yeah, there are uh, 25 countries that participate in the Air Guitar World Championships, and they uh, and the finals are held in Finland. And, uh, you mm. know, all those guys there in Brooklyn are trying to represent the U.S., USA, USA. Right. And there are, so, there are people in the crowd that yes. knew that was happening and went there to watch it? Yes. That weren't related to the person that was doing it? I assume so, yeah. Mm. It, I mean, this has been going on for... drinks, right? <laughs> of course. Okay. It doesn't say that here, but of this has been course. going on for years and years and years. And I, I, don't, I don't know the... I, I guess I don't know any people who would participate in something like that. I mean, that, if I got drunk... Mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, I Are, think it's a, it's a silly thing. Like you, if somebody's taking this seriously, mm -hmm. I'm concerned. Right. But if okay. someone's like, "Let's go do this," and it's like an ironic, funny thing, all right. Yeah, but, but if someone's like, "No, I practice every day. <laughs> Check out my airness," I'd be like, "No, I get with no." Mm -mm. But but what about the guy who's trying to melt everyone's faces? Yeah, off? he's not. He's not. That's the thing. Yeah. He's not doing that at all. Mm -mm. I'll keep you posted and let you know who wins, so we can. You know, we can all book our flights to Finland for the for the finals. Is there a USA team for Hevis? Um, oh, you know, I, I, know I, didn't, I didn't stick around long enough to find out if that was a uh, if that was a solo sport or if there are traveling teams. But uh, we, let's do a little research on that. That oh, that may be your next thing. Pretty sweet. <laughs> all right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Shut the hell up, Kevin. By the <laughs> by the way, um, wouldn't you watch if if ESPN two did the Ocho for an hour a day? An hour a day, sure. Wouldn't you watch, pr watch that pretty much every day? Why don't they do that? I think they're just right now trying to make it real special. So yeah. look forward to it every year. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And they're looking at a month where there's only baseball, too, so they got a lot right. of time to fill. Oof. I mean, they're, playing things like, they're playing things Oof. like the NBA Junior Basketball League right now. Right. So they've got plenty of time to fill. Yeah, a lot of hours yeah. to fill. An hour a day. Uh, King of Mexico's dreaming about the end of the world continuously. Mm. What's up with him? Yikes. Does he know something we don't? I doubt it. <laughs> um, Matt Bellany from The Hollywood Reporter talking about Oscar's new category. Mm -hmm. Hey, this movie's Cuckoo. popular. People are really up in arms about well, this. Well, because it's a terrible idea. It is, but how much can you care? That's I care what a great I, if, deal. If I'm a, a filmmaker, I care, but... Right. Other people, maybe calm your T's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Uh, Bean has highlights of chess boxing, which mm -hmm. also happened on the Ocho. Uh, we have People Are Dumb today. We have comedian Reese Darby, who we love Yay. so much. And uh, Dr. Drew, as we do on Thursdays. We'll take a break, and we'll come back with what's happening next. This is the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, um, Monday morning, Beer Mug is going to pull out in front of somebody's house during the show. Oh. And award a brand new car, Sorry. you guys, a 2019 Honda Fit, also announced to that person that they've won an intimate show with the Gorillas for them and 50 friends, and give them a $500 Hot Topic gift card. This can all be you 
We're not out of time yet. Just stop by a SoCal Hot Topic location near you and pick up the new K-Rock Limited Edition Gorilla Sticker and then fill it out based on the instructions on the back. You can get the details at krock.com. He's going to be making his uh, final sticker hit today, by the way, in uh, West Covina at the Hot Topic store there with other prizes as well. We'll talk about that later. But you're running out of time. You don't want to miss this. If you get a chance to just get a sticker and win a cool sticker, at a concert the and cash... Yeah, it's a good deal. You yeah. should get in on that. It seems right. like too much for one person, though. I agree. A concert, all that money, and a car? That's what I'm saying. We should spread it out. Let's just make that happen. That's what there should I'm be like saying. A, it's too late now, but there oh. should be like a first prize, second prize, third prize thing, I think, instead of everybody getting everything. And let's just spread out the gorillas, like Damon in one place. I see. Another. Okay. Like it's too much. <laughs> I like it. It's too much. You've given it a lot of thought, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> I respect it. All right. 5.54 Thursday morning. Time for our first look at what's happening. Uh, Speaking of putting a lot of thought into something, I am way too invested in this pink situation. Mm. So if you haven't been paying attention, she's had to postpone show after show after show in Sydney. It was at first an upper respiratory situation, so she took a day off. Then her doctor said, no, you can't perform. Take another day. Then it turned into a, well, a stomach bug. We'll call it a, a, a gastric uh, problem mm. is it butt stuff? It's butt stuff. Yeah. And here's the thing: I brought this up yesterday. If you haven't seen her tour, she is connected to wires. She is Cirque du Soleiling it around the whole place. Mm-hmm. And when I say whole place, they're not just lifting her up from the stage. She's doing some twirlies. She is literally like waving at people in the last row of big arenas. She's flying all over the place. She's got. Stomach and butt issues, you guys. She's not going to be waving. She's going to say, take cover. Right? Take cover, everybody. Everybody run. <laughs> Here's the thing. She has postponed another show. She's like, listen, I'm going to be back Saturday. Let's just postpone all of these. I just need some time. And quite frankly, you're welcome right. to everybody in that audience. I think that's the best thing. Instead of going day by day, just... A whole chunk of shows just say, no, I can't do them. I'm afraid of spraying you. So I will keep you updated on this. But, oh, it's it's my biggest fear. It's, it's your biggest fear. Being in the audience as well as being the I person see. up there. That's terrifying. Do you get paid more if they do stuff to your butt? in some circumstances, maybe, but I'm not sure. And we're going to talk to Matt Bellany about something that broke yesterday in the last What's Happening. But if you weren't aware, in an attempt to boost sagging ratings for the Oscars, the Academy has taken what some are saying is not only a dramatic step, but really controversial step to overhaul the ceremony. They're promising a three-hour show, which still sounds really long. Yeah, it seems like to them that sounds like it's super short. Yeah, they're like, oh, look at what we cut out, guys. <laughs> it really, that's Three not hours a lot. is a long show. It's a lot well, of your time to almost, invest. It was almost four last year, so oh, it is an improvement. Good mm. Lord. They are going to move some awards into commercial breaks, which is upsetting a lot of people because they think it's going to be... Uh, you know, things that, that a lot of people work their whole life. They finally get this moment to say something on stage and they're going to be cut down in a commercial break and maybe yeah. showed later on in the ceremony. Not real sure. But probably the most controversial change is they're moving um, a whole new category in. Outstanding Achievement in Popular Film. Here's the thing. No one really knows what that means yet. 
not even the Academy. They're still working on that. What will it mean? But I'm glad they announced it then. Exactly. I exactly. want a good movie. It might be just for that guy. <laughs> it's now being looked at as like second to best picture. So a lot of people think that it's going to dilute the prestige of winning an Academy Award because it's kind of like a participation trophy. Or yeah. other people are like, oh, so if you have a blockbuster and a ton of people see it, but it's still a crap movie, that could still win most popular. It, it wasn't handled great, this this no. rollout. Um it's like movie pass. <laughs> I'm sure we'll we'll get a, a new release from the Oscars saying, you know what? We're gonna skip that and we're gonna charge you to watch the Oscars <laughs> next year. So we will talk to Matt Bellany and we will break that all down in a bit. Goodness gracious. Um, you guys, Gwen Stefani is making some good money in Las Vegas. How much do you think she has raked in so far? With her 12-show run, Just a Girl, her residency at Planet Hollywood. It's impossible to guess. 12 shows. Mm-hmm. I will say $5 million. Okay. I will say $10 million. It is $5.5 oh. million. For just 12 shows so that's, that's 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 good. incredible. Yeah. Bong, bong. Bong, bong, indeed. I mean, who wouldn't, if you're at a stage in your career where either you have a family or for whatever reason you just don't want to travel as much, you live in L.A., you can hop on a 45-minute flight a couple times a month, sure. play for an hour, mm-hmm. have a nice dinner in Vegas, come back. Oh, I want to be Gwen Stefani is yeah, essentially what I'm saying. And she's never sounded better. Look at your watch now. You're a super hot female. You got a million dollar contract. And you're still waiting for your hot track. I didn't know you went when we were in Vegas. Yeah. Wow. I paid to see that. Yeah, Yeah, that was good. Oof. Excellent work. Some birthdays for you guys. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show. Anna Kendrick from everything. Have you seen the previews for her new movie? I've not. It's her and Blake Lively. Paul Feig directed it. Why I can't remember the name right now, not sure, but it's a thriller. Looks really good. All right. Good. Deion Sanders, Sam Elliott. What an actor, right? What a mustache. What a mustache. What a right? voice. What a voice. All right. Uh, Julian Anderson from X-Files and Eric Bana. I'm just going to say, if you haven't seen Chopper, Go. Run, don't walk. Chopper. That's my Australian accent. It's very nice. Thank you. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Pete. Rock Caracule. Dave is here talking about his stupid dreams. Why well, do you hate dream interpretation so much, Pete? Because there's nothing in the world more boring than somebody tell you about telling you about what they dreamt last night. Well, no. Nothing. I mean, that's not true, first of all. But second of all, Dave dreams the same thing every night, which is pretty weird. Well, this is, this is why I came to you guys, because I need your help. I need some, some help explaining what's going on. For the past three nights, I've had the same dream with different scenarios. What does that mean? So, so can, let me explain. It does so, sound like the same dream. <laughs> so so here's, the, here's the deal. Every night, for the past three nights, I've been dreaming about the end of the world, the apocalypse. Okay. Right? So the first night... Vampires took over the world, and they round us up as, as humans mm-hmm. and take over the earth. And I get bit and become a vampire. Okay, so that's night one. Cool. All right, night All right. two, aliens come down, mm. start destroying, messing stuff up, round us up, 
in groups of people again uh-huh. and start killing people. I don't die in this one. The Transformers there? No, no Transformers. Okay. Just just aliens, just random aliens. All right. And, and the, I survived that one. And night three was zombies, like The Walking Dead, except <laughs> they were gathering us up. And, like, we're Same fighting thing, for survival. gathering yeah, you up. And, and we're, like, in these, like, jails, and, and we're fighting to get out. And, you know, everything. We're always fighting for survival. And I was like, okay, that's that's weird. And that's this is where I came to you guys for help. And did I need you look this up online help. at all? I did. Because there are several places <laughs> that say the end of the world might mean that you're way overstressed. Mm-hmm. You've had some big, huge change in your life, which is affecting you. Or yeah. you heard about the meeting with Mr. Weatherby right? after the show tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Maybe. Death, of, death of a parent, you know, that kind Ooh, I of hope thing. Not. No, yeah. okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not yet. But, uh... Man. Broke up a relationship? No. None no. of that. Hmm. See, well, all that's scary, man. Like, huh. like, huh. Well, that's what they say It causes that a lot of times. Yes. Is, is there a known exceptional stress going on in your life right now that may make you uneasy as your head hits the pillow at night? A little bit. Yeah, maybe. There's something going on, but but maybe that's it. Here's yeah. the thing. What's, oh, what's hold your, on. What's is your, it Allie uh, Dreamweaver? Uh, I am your Dreamweaver. Thank <laughs> you for noticing. Oh, nice. nice. You feel like you're not in control of something. The end of the world, the apocalypse, all you have to do is ride it out. You can't change it. You just have to be present in it. There's a change coming that you're aware of oh. that you can't put your full thought into because it scares you a bit because you can't control that change. So whether it be personal, whether it be a job, that change is imminent. And that freaks you out. Does that what make sense? Boom, bitch! What is wow. that change, though, that Dave is aware of that's coming? Well, let's find out. Is there something I, that fits that? Not, you know, not that I know of. It, uh. Am I, am I getting a premonition of something? Do you guys have something to tell me? I mean, like, is there? Listen, Dave, sit down. <laughs> um, <laughs> we didn't okay. want to have to do this other. Yeah, uh, right. I've made my decision. You're fired. Oh. <laughs> no, so I looked it up, and you know, I looked up aliens, mm-hmm. and aliens. It says, "Are you learning a foreign language or traveling overseas?" What? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that has to do with it, but I am going to Croatia later okay. this year. All right. So All right. there's that. Um, but man. hold on a sec. Yeah. But that's something you're excited about, looking forward to. That doesn't that doesn't jibe with the aliens coming and rounding you up and I'm just, killing you. I'm just reading the stuff, man. Okay, all right. And then it says, "Do you feel alienated from friends or family?" I haven't seen some family members in a little bit, so mm-hmm. maybe I should give them a call. What do you? I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no that. downside to that, oh. except for them. <laughs> uh, but then the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Your life, as you currently know it, is coming to an end. Whoa, what you're going to die? What is it with this? See, I don't think apocalypse can necessarily mean a bad thing. It can mean a rebirth of sorts because something in your life, oh, thank you, is. thank you very much, is coming to an end. Hence the rebirth and the change and the growth that have will then come after. Have you checked with Krista lately? What do, you, what do you mean? She's on the road a lot. Is it possible that you're starting to read the writing on that wall? Oh, No. I mean, she is leaving for a couple of weeks and like four days, but with her boyfriend, maybe. <laughs> Guys, I don't like this. Huh. You know, I li- I like my life. Can you? Can the dream stop? Is there something subconsciously that you, that he doesn't know maybe causing it? Because yeah. he likes his life. He doesn't mm-hmm. feel stressed. Right. None of the stuff that we've sort of guessed. He can't really feel any of that. You feel out of control. You what feel can I do like to make you- it stop? 
You can't. That's the problem. You like to be in control. And these dreams are letting you know you can't be in control. Sit back. Chill the F out. Calm your T's. So go grab a beer. Uh-huh. Smoke a J. Uh-huh. And then go to sleep. No, no. Never go to sleep. No? No, you'll never have a dream again, but just stay alive, stay awake <gasps> for the rest of your life. If I if I don't sleep long enough, right. then I can't dream. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't say long enough. I said it all. Oh. Because you're right. going to have a dream pretty quick, can't you? Isn't it only a matter of seconds? I don't know, man. But I am never going to sleep again. (laughs) That's the answer. (laughs) It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Yesterday, big, big news at the end of the show with the uh, changes that were announced by the the Academy Awards. And um, I got a lot of uh, questions and a lot of feelings. And I thought there's uh, only one man we want to talk to. And that's our good friend, Matt Bellany. He is the executive editor of The Hollywood Reporter. Matt, when this news broke yesterday, it, I'm sure it was like an earthquake in your office. I'm sure everybody was uh, was talking about it, right? Yeah, the collective sound of all of us hitting our foreheads with our hands was pretty loud. <laughs> um, now, just to back up one step before we get into the specifics, the Oscar telecast every year is a big, big deal for the Academy. Isn't Do I understand correctly that that's where they make the, the, the mountain of money that they live on all year long is just based on that one telecast, right? Oh, yeah. It's almost all of the money that they and they just did a new deal with ABC. So this is all driven by ratings because the ratings for the show have been going down, down, down over the past few years. So ABC and the Academy basically got together and they're like, we have to do something. We have to get more people interested in the Oscars each year. And voila, now we have this new category for quote popular films. Okay, but before we get into that, I mean, I'm sure this has come up. Hasn't everything on broadcast television declined in ratings over the years? I mean, you're, with the exception of the Super Bowl, nothing gets the ratings it got five years ago or ten years ago. That is true. However, the decline for the Oscars has been especially precipitous. If you look at the Golden Globes this year, they were off only, I think, like 3 or 4%, maybe 5%. Oh, okay. Um, the Oscars were down more. And if you look at the show, I mean, the Oscars show, objectively, is kind of boring. There are these long stretches where there are categories that most people don't care about. So mm-hmm. the feeling was that there were things that they could do to try to salvage the ratings. It may not help. It may just be that the era of big TV ratings are over. But they feel like they need to do something. Well, I will tell you, when you look at other shows like the Grammys, for instance, I feel like they they award so few awards on the telecast, like nine or something over the course of the whole evening. And then they fill the rest of it up with entertainment, in their case, with musical performances. And that's usually a pretty entertaining show. Yeah, that's the model here. I mean, the Grammys got wind of this, you know, 10 years ago and said, listen, guys, we got to do something. No one wants to tune in to watch Steely Dan get another award. (laughs) So we're just, you know, we're going to turn it into a three-hour concert and make it a unique television broadcast. You know, obviously the Oscars don't have the benefit of having all, you know, the music part. They have a little bit. But there are things they could do to turn this into a big celebration of movies that more fans would be interested in. Um, and they and hopefully they'll they'll do that, and it won't just be the same old you know celebrities coming out giving speeches. But right. that's what they feel like they need to. do. I assume that not everybody's going to agree with me on this, but they could cut the songs for the movies, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> they How could dare you? It's dull. You know, sometimes some years are great. You know, when Common performed, that was great. You know, but 
but we don't need to see three songs from La La Land. I, I agree. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the controversy around the uh, the popcorn award, as it's already being called. Explain to our listeners who didn't see the Hollywood Reporter yesterday what it's all about, Matt. Okay, so the Academy says they're going to institute a popular film award, and that's their words, which will honor a movie that is a a more popular. Uh, popcorn-style blockbuster film. They haven't elaborated on what the parameters are for that. And, you know, a lot of movies that are small, kind of arty movies do very well at the box office. And is that a popular film? Or is this just reserved for the Mission Impossible's Black Panthers of the world that are great and audiences love but never seem to crack the major categories of the Oscars? I See, to me, uh, that's the problem. Why don't they crack the the, the best picture? Like Wonder Woman well, ought to be just, nominated for Best Picture. Just because they're successful doesn't mean they're bad. No, of course. And, you know, throughout the history of the Academy, there it, there are those type of movies that have cracked, the, you know, Forrest Gump or Titanic or Avatar, those types of movies. They actually have broken into the big categories. But for the last 10 years or so, the Academy has gone smaller, and they're nominating the kinds of films that most people, frankly, just don't see. You know, last year, the Moonlight is a perfect example, the Best Picture Oscar winner. That movie didn't even do $30 million in the in the U.S., and that's a movie that most people didn't see, yet it won Best Picture. Yeah, so, but there were know, lots that, of other movies in that category, like La La Land, that was a huge hit, like Dunkirk, mm-hmm. that was a huge hit. It's not like they were ignoring popular films, either. They, they weren't ignoring them, but they the feeling is is that the taste of the academy is so niche now mm-hmm. that they need to do something there's this chasm between what people watch on ta- on in theaters and what the academy rewards each year so they feel like if the academy isn't going to go for black panther then they're just going to create a new category where they basically have to nominate it that's insanity kevin said yesterday <laughs> Winning that Oscar, that pop popular movie Oscar, is like being at the kids' table at Thanksgiving. It's like, yeah, you're kind of in the same room. You're kind of at the, having the same food. But it's you're not, not as good. The, you're not at the table. You know <laughs> what I mean? I mean, I think it's a slap in the face if Black Panther, say, gets nominated for that award and doesn't get nominated for Best Picture Award. It's an also-ran. It's, it's, a, it's a, no pun intended, it's a ghetto award. Yeah, I, I I feel that it is, you know, there were so many people talking about this could be the year that, that a movie like Black Panther, which was a huge hit, but also critically loved. Right, great. That yeah. movie could break in, get, get a nomination, and maybe even win. And now I feel like the, the Academy will say, okay, we have this kids' table where we can put all of those movies. We don't have to put them with the quote-unquote adult movies. So you yeah. think and the ones that used to break through, in this particular case, Black Panther, that is hurt by this category because they just throw it over there instead of really considering it for best picture? It remains to be seen. Now, the Academy was very clear to say that these films are eligible in all categories. So it conceivably mm-hmm. could win both or could get nominated in, in Best Picture and, and win the popular vote. We don't know how that's going to play out, but but it just seems like this is an attempt to, I don't know, you know, I, just just keep the, the the taste of the Academy separate from the taste of the public. And right. I just don't, I don't know. It uh, seems weird. The thing is, the Academy is so out of touch anyway. To add this thinking they're going to gain any momentum with new viewers is laughable it's to me it's pathetic 
first of all, that they're like, oh, this will do it. This will get the youngins watching. <laughs> <laughs> They'll watch Nailed because it. Mission Impossible is nominated. They'll it's, tune in. It's yeah. nuts well, to me. Why listen, did they I, not? I, I agree with you, but there are two things that they're banking on. First, the, there is a correlation in ratings to what movies get nominated. The, the highest rated uh, year for the Oscars was the year of Titanic. Mm-hmm. And that's because every teenage girl tuned in to watch the show because every teenage girl around the world saw that movie ten times. And, you know, they're trying to recreate that. And the second thing is, if, you know, all these movies are going to get nominated, the stars of those movies will show up. So if Mission Impossible has a Best Popular Film nomination, maybe Tom Cruise will show up to the Oscars and they get more stars on the red carpet and that translates to more to more ratings. All right. Let me ask you, gosh, this is a fascinating conversation. I wish we had all the time in the world, Matt. But I want to ask you one other thing that I saw starting to pop up yesterday online that has not been a part of any of the articles that I've read about these changes coming to the Academy. And that is the backlash from many viewers in the country over how political the Academy Awards broadcast has been. You'll find a lot of people online who will say, I don't watch that show because I don't want actors to tell me what they think about politics. Is that a factor or is that something that's even being discussed? You know, that is a big mystery because it's no secret that a lot of actors and other filmmakers use this platform to promote certain causes. And it can be done well. You know, Oprah's speech at the Golden Globes last year I thought was fantastic and became this worldwide sensation. But it can also be done in a polarizing way that causes people to tune out. I don't know how much that is a real factor. I think people on social media tend to overstate that. But if Hollywood has certainly become a gal, you know, a polarizing place, mm-hmm. and if people just aren't tuning in because they don't want to hear what people have to say, that could be a factor on the ratings. Well, I just think about somebody like uh, Robert De Niro at the Tonys who goes out there and says "f Trump." You know, I mean, there's millions and millions of people who support the president, and maybe they're not interested in having that in their living room. They ain't you know? watching the Tonys. <laughs> Maybe they're not watching the Tonys. They probably aren't watching the Tonys, but yeah. But, you know, it may also be the kind of thing that Trump complains about the people at the Oscars. But you know what? He watches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, um, it is weird how they unveiled this yesterday without knowing exactly when it's going to take effect or exactly how it's going to play out. I mean, it just seemed a little half-baked when they made the announcement. But I guess we'll find out more in the weeks to come, right? Yeah, they're going to have another meeting and discuss, and I'm sure they'll, you know, put out more haphazard statements that make all of us go <laughs> All right. Sounds like Matt's on board. He's the executive editor of The Hollywood Reporter. You can follow him on Twitter at THR Matt Bellany, and the website is THR.com. Thanks for jumping on, Matt. We really appreciate you. No problem, guys. Thanks. Bye now. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I think I'm with Kevin. I think the Ocho needs to be more than uh, once a year on ESPN. Right. Okay. They spotlighted all sorts of... By the way, I learned uh, so much yesterday, and I was confused by so much yesterday in uh, checking out the Ocho. First of all, you ever watch Sumo? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Not except for this. Sumo? I guess they're called Matches. They last about four seconds each. Yeah. I it just you have to just push the guy out of the circle. But they're I mean, physical specimens. And so that <laughs> I certainly I are. really appreciate. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie when I tell you this guy had some of the best boobs I've ever seen in my right? life. What a rack. And then the other thing, Ali, you and I were talking about it in, in the morning. The other thing is um the roller blade, but not in a ring. Yeah, it's uh just the track. Roller derby. Yeah, and I didn't understand that at all because I did. I literally didn't understand it all because it was just a bunch of people like hanging on to each other and other people like bumping into them trying to break them up. I didn't even. I couldn't even grasp the concept of the game, like how you get points, how you win. It was all very confusing to me. But uh, but Hedis, am I right? Hedis, am I the right? Te- the tennis you play with a with a volleyball basically on a ping pong table and you hit it only with only your head. with your head. It's awesome. Um, they did do an hour. Who would be long... better at that than somebody with me the size of my head? I think you, you would I... excel at it for <laughs> I <think> sure. So. <laughs> I think you should try it. Um, they did do an hour of chess boxing yesterday. Now, chess boxing is a real thing, you guys, and I'll tell you more about it as we move on. Hi, I'm John Butchergrass. And I'm Kenny Main. This is ESPN 8, the Ocho. And we are excited to bring you the best of chess boxing. Yeah, you'll be watching. Chess boxing. The best of it. It was so easy to find it because it's so good. (laughs) I love that intro, by the way. All right. Let's find out about how chess boxing began and meet the man who started it. All right. Inspired by a comic, chess boxing was never meant to be just a sport. Chess boxing is a philosophy. Not in the sense of life. In the sense of survival. All right. Slow your roll a little bit here. Take it easy. All right. You laughed at the same thing I was curious about. Inspired by a comic, it turns out there was a French comic book in 1992 that had a chess boxing championship in it. It didn't exist. This is just something that this comic book creator had brought out of his mind. In that version, you played chess and then you boxed. But the guy who turned it into a reality decided that the way to do it is a round of each. You sit down and you play some chess, and then you get up and you box. And Love you it. sit down and you play some chess. So let's meet that guy now. I'm Ipe Rubin. I'm a Dutchman from Rotterdam, and I'm the inventor and creator of chess boxing. You probably think, what the heck is chess boxing? Well, it's the combination of the number one thinking sport with the number one fighting sport. And ultimately, we're on the quest for the smartest and toughest man or woman on the planet. By the way, this chess boxing is no joke. There are over a thousand chess boxing matches every year all over the world. Really? There are chess boxing federations in India, which is one of the biggest, by the way, in Russia, in Iran, all over North America. I mean, it's just, it's insane how much this has taken up. You wouldn't think so many people would be interested in doing both. Let's learn the rules of chess boxing, shall we? In chess boxing, a match consists of 11 rounds. Six rounds of chess alternate with five rounds of boxing, each round lasting three minutes. Each fighter has only nine minutes on the chess timer. You win by checkmate or knockout, whichever comes first. Exceeding the chess time limit also leads to defeat. If there's a draw in chess, there's another boxing round. 
If there is no decision in that extra round, the boxing points are counted. If that is a draw, the one playing with the black pieces wins. Oh, oh my gosh! Really? See how they you just got it, white people? Uh, yeah, they did. What happened? So you have to picture this because you have guys like in any other boxing match who are out there just smashing each other in the face, and they're hot, and they're sweaty, and they're out of breath, yeah. and they're bleeding. And as soon as that match is done, they run the table out into the center of the boxing ring and the guys sit down and they just, they got a towel over their heads and they basically, this is a guy who was just trying to punch me in the face 50 seconds ago and now I'm sitting across the board like a perfect gentleman playing chess with him. Do they get to punch each other while playing chess? No. They they are completely separate. I mean, it's so weird to see. And imagine what it would be like to turn on and off the adrenaline that you need for the boxing part and then use, you know, figure out a way to get into the zone of a completely different activity using your brain to play chess. It seems like it'd be exceedingly difficult. Agreed. Yeah. All right, I pulled a little bit of the match that they were showing on this best of chess boxing yesterday. It was from a few years ago. Apparently, it was a famous match, and I just I pulled a little bit of the play-by-play of them going back and forth, and I think you'll enjoy it. Round three of the chess, and Frank Stolz took a lot of punches in that boxing, so his adrenaline is going to be flowing. This is a fight on the chessboard where testosterone is still pumping around your body. Try and concentrate on the pieces. I prefer not to be playing chess under those conditions. Have you ever heard play-by-play for chess before? No, of course not. I have not either. And we can see that Nikolai Sashin has played a very good move with his pawn, controlling the left side of the board, holding all of his pieces, holding that pressure on the left side of the board. Frank Stolt moves his queen into the right side of the board, so we see he's thinking of pressuring. Again, these are big, sweaty guys. Love it. Blood coming down their face, just sitting there playing chess. They don't have a... They don't have what? They don't have a color commentator? Uh, No. No, it's just... Come on, one guy... Now, all of the pieces on the board, and we've got another about another 10 seconds to play. Frank Stolz going to play another couple of moves, maybe. Uh, moving back to the boxing, the position is very tense. Chances for both sides, and Frank Stolz plays his first aggressive move, the pawn pushing down the board, going on the attack, and we're moving back into the boxing. <laughs> okay, and here we go. Now there's a new boxing announcer. And here we go with the second boxing round, fourth round in total. What a great fight it is already. <laughs> right? Funk with the black gloves and Zashin with the red gloves. These are the same guys. Nice. I love either it. in the chess or the boxing. And a nice left hook to the body by Stolt. The first one this evening. Nice combination by Zashin. What a strong kid. I really like what he's doing. Classic amateur boxing from Russia with a lot of power and energy. It's a thing, you guys. Is it a one-time thing or are there leagues? Yes. Mm-hmm. There are leagues. There are leagues. There are in, in every civilized country in the world has chess boxing. There are champions. There are professionals. There are there's prize money. There's fans. I think we got to we need we need our own kind of uh, Kevin Bean Olympics. I swear to God, we need our own version of the Ocho so we could try some of this. Right. Stuff. So chess boxing. So it would be chess shot boxing. So you okay. Do a shot and then you go out and start boxing. Oh. Now we're on to something. Then you do a I shot like and you play chess. Uh huh. And then quick and match. You, you of course are going to be you're going to be Hedis, right? You're going to be our Hedis guy. I will be our Hedis. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yes. The, I'll do the lightsaber one. 
Okay. Yeah. Lightsaber wood. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Chip, maybe you can do the cup stacking. That's very popular. <laughs> it's good. good for little people. Who's heading up the, chasing the wheel of cheese down there? Oh, that oh, is fun. That is fun. Bean, that's beans. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. It's time for People Are Dumb. Dumb. Well, this is one of my favorite stories. Revenge burglars DNA found on cheese. At Cardiff House. Don't love it. <laughs> I don't think no. it's as bad as you think. Okay. I'm not positive, right. though. I mean, where did this DNA come from, I think is what we're I all I understand yes. that, yes. Um, a burglar who targeted the home of his ex-girlfriend's mother in a, quote, revenge attack was caught after his DNA was found on a block of cheese. Oh, dear. I didn't even think for a second that might be an you option. You didn't? It's a block no. of cheese. Look Come at that target. On, I just thought the dude liked cheese. <laughs> Look at that target. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Put your head back in the gutter. I didn't What's wrong even with you, Kevin? consider it. Get on What's board. wrong with me? <laughs> Jamie Simmons, 29 years old, left a trail of cheese crumbs when he stole a block of red Lester from Those aren't cheese crumbs. the garden home. The city's uh, court heard the victim uh, woke uh, to broken glass and cheese on the floor. So the uh, she called the burglary crude and unsophisticated. So maybe yes. it's possible the DNA came from... Crude and unsophisticated. Do you think he just used his fingernails and ate some cheese? He's an animal <laughs> dropping cheese on the floor. Uh, he was sentenced to 16 months in prison. Oh, wow. By the way. So I guess that's going to come in handy. Uh, cops follow trail of macaroni salad straight to robbery suspects. Oh, it's a food update. Pretty strong, right? Police in Mount Morris, New York, apprehended three burglary suspects Sunday by following a trail of macaroni salad they left behind while making their getaway. Police must just see that and go, is it possible people are that dumb? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, people are dumb is what I hear. The Livingston County Sheriff's Office reports the thieves broke in, stole a cash register from Bilderberger Restaurant, along with the establishment's entire surveillance system, and a large bowl of macaroni salad. <laughs> Look, you gotta eat. <laughs> Deputies were hot on the uh, criminal's trail, literally, as they attempted to escape. Um, they found along the trail the cash register parts, surveillance system parts, a rubber glove, loose change... And a steady trail of macaroni cheese. Okay. Um, Is this our new feature, cheese in the news? Cheese in the news. <laughs> uh, officers uh, arrested Matthew P. Sopetko, James P. Marillo, and Timothy Walker, 25 years old, by early Sunday afternoon. The three have been charged with third-degree burglary, third-degree criminal mischief, fourth-degree grand larceny, uh, and they face additional charges for criminal possession of a controlled substance. So, good times. Yeah. Uh, Food. No. Another food story. Oh. This is my favorite. Here's the headline. Free samples at Costco leads to fight between senior citizens. Oh, man. (laughs) It's shocking it doesn't happen more. (laughs) So, apparently. I swear there are people who go to Costco for lunch. And they just walk around and just eat the free samples. There's no question. And these two guys are those guys. I know those people. (laughs) I am those people. <laughs> this happened in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Here's the story. Two senior citizens got into a fight at a Costco over free samples. Police told the state newspaper in Columbia, South Carolina, 
that it started when a 72-year-old man cut ahead of a 70-year-old who was waiting for a complimentary piece of cheese. <laughs> Patch of the cheese. More cheese. <laughs> More. So, so the 70-year-old is standing in line waiting for a free sample. Uh-huh. 72-year-old goes, you know what? I'm stepping right in front of you. Oh. So, he, so he cut the cheese line. <laughs> he cut the cheese Yes. The 70-year-old says it happened again while he was waiting on a cheeseburger sample. Okay, so then he goes from the free cheese line to the cheeseburger sample. 72-year-old stepped in front of him again. That led to angry words. Witnesses tell police that the Hawaiian shirt-clad alleged line cutter then hit the other man, causing his hat and glasses to fly off. Oh. Okay, so the guy that threw the punch was the line cutter. Jeez, yes. he's super aggressive. <laughs> cuts the line, cuts the line, and then you'll find out why he threw a punch. The 72-year-old told police he thought the other man was about to hit him. Police are trying to get a hold of surveillance footage to sort this whole thing out. So far, no arrests. I mean, come on. So it was just, it was a defensive attack. Yes. Basically. He okay. cut the line, mm-hmm. he cut the line. Then he thought the guy who he was cutting the line behind him yeah. was going to punch him. So he punched him first. He's probably thinking, listen, I've been a real dick. I better hit him before he hits me. Right. That is what, exactly what yeah. he was thinking, yes. But free samples at Costco. I mean. Stay away, am I right? No. Don't stay away. Oh, go and get him. I I'm mean. saying if you're 72 and you're 70 years old and you're getting a fight over samples, maybe that's not ideal. Maybe that's not the best. Dumb. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock K-R-O-Q. Guys, Reese Darby's in the next room. Yep. <gasps> Love him. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's coming in right after the top of the hour. First, Allie's got what's happening here on this Thursday morning. Dr. Drew later as well, too. Remember when we heard about Dave Grohl? Uh, he was going to be playing every single instrument yes. of a new song. Mm-hmm. And we were like, "What? what is he even doing? What's happening? Well, it is now out. It's a new self-directed mini documentary setting centered around this guy, Dave Grohl, doing a 23-minute instrumental played live on seven instruments. You get to see him starting off the entire drum track, which, by the way, he had to do purely from memory. Okay. Because there's no other music to go along with it. So he's just drumming like, oh, hope this is right. No sheet music, no music or guide tracks. Then he does guitar, then bass, keyboards, and so on. So they. I feel like this, this whole thing would have been a lot easier had he written out the musical notes. Would have been a lot easier had he used other people as well. Sure. Rather than do it from memory. I don't understand what the point of it was. The point is awesomeness. Okay. Because right. it's now out and the video is incredible to watch. I mean, he is just killing it, but here is a little clip of the new song, Play. When does he start singing? Uh, instrumental. What? Well, if you weren't so lazy, you could have put some words on it. Right. <laughs> it's a 23-minute instrumental. I mean, he's been able to play a lot of instruments his Mm -hmm. whole career. Let's remember when he made the original Foo Fighters album. Mm -hmm. Right. Really, on cassette at the time, he played every instrument on that and Mm -hmm. and did something similar to this. But it is kind of neat to get to watch him do it. It really is. It's very neat. Aw. You're adorable, Bean. Okay, moving on. You guys, you know that Hollywood ladies always get slammed when you see the photoshopping of them like somehow they were in on it saying no 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 please do this 
and Hollywood get slammed as well for that. Well, Page Six noticed that Sony accidentally uploaded an unedited image file of Leonardo. What? Hmm? I just turned into you. Of Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt posing for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So they put up this unedited version and Page Six was like, wait, that doesn't look like the picture over here where there's a smoother, fat-free version of DiCaprio's chin and Brad Pitt's neck wrinkles. (laughs) Yes! Finally! (laughs) Finally! (sighs) So if you want to see that, I mean, search it out, but... By the way, they're saying, Sony is saying, the actors did not request any retouching of photography. We take full responsibility for the error. I feel like that's done with every photo with shoot, every and it's not an error. One. It's they not an error, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. But you're happy to see the body shaming get spread around. Absolutely what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, listen, people have wrinkles. Dudes have two, three, four chins. Sure doesn't make him less of a person. It makes hey, him human. makes him more of a look person. At, yeah. uh, look at Beyonce's recent Vogue cover shoot where she's wearing little or no makeup. Mm-hmm. She's like, going natural. This is how I am. This is what I really look like. Right? I will never do that, but kudos to those that do. Some birthdays for you. Dion Sanders, Anna Kendrick, Hoda Kotb, Melanie Griffith, Eric Bana, and Jillian Anderson. And that's what's... Oh! You guys... <laughs> Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I have forgotten. I thought we were done with that at the end. To, to me, it sounded like we were finished, so I we was We absolutely were. This better be worth it, right? It is worth it. All right. Because Casey, finger on the button, lady. Right. Uh-huh. It's her birthday. Right. And I have forgotten the button. Right. You can't say that. Yeah, oh, no that was an example. No effort. Don't make her work on her birthday. Like, come on. <laughs> Happy birthday, Casey. I'm sorry. I almost forgot you again. And that's what you got. And that's <laughs> that's what's happening. Okay. This is the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Reese Darby. It's in our studios. Right? Hello. Writer, actor, comedian, Kiwi. How are you, sir? Good. Again, that's the right order. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I saw the piece you posted the other day about how you have been trying to get a nickname going for yourself and nothing sticks. <laughs> I don't, I do not give up on Reese Lightning. Yes. That is brilliant. <laughs> I, it's pretty oh, strong. Thank you. That's my I mean, strongest one. Yeah. Mm. If people hear that Reese Lightning is coming in, that's that's huge. Everybody's going to be excited about that. That's what I think, too. And yeah. it's, uh, it's... and they won't even know it's you. Who cares? <laughs> it's a great name. Yeah. It's a great name. It's, I mean, you could be anything. You could be a you could be a, a decorated pilot. You could be a, a wrestler. You yeah. could be anything with Reese Lightning. A waiter? Well, I mean, I mean we were sure, going... your server today is Reese Lightning. We were <laughs> we were shooting a little higher, but okay. awesome nickname. Let's I think. use that name. Let's just refer to him now as that. Okay. As maybe that'll Reese help. Lightning is yeah, Thank you, but yeah, it yeah. comes with a sound effect. Oh, it does. Oh, oh. yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Reese Lightning is here. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Why is there a bird at the end of it? <laughs> well, it's a lightning strike, and uh-huh. a bird gets hit. Oh, I no. see. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, every time. Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it's the same bird. He's got yeah. a death wish. Yeah. And that bird is me. <laughs> He's so ticked off. Well, Reese is, is going to be at the... Uh, 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 Reese Lightning yes, is going to be at the Largo <laughs> at the Coronet doing another show... 
I gotta wait for the sound. You have to wait for the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. What what Pandora's box have you just opened? <laughs> That's Pandora's box. Guess who's gonna be at the Largo with the cornet tomorrow night, you guys? Three lightning. <laughs> Reese, you're there with the uh, saying Funny Things Society. What's that about? Well, this is a show. Uh, it's a comedy show for, um, on the base level, but it's a show unlike other uh, stand-up lineup shows where we involve sketch as well as stand-up. Uh, and also at the end, I do a discussion group. A discussion where, group? Yeah. Okay. So I get the, the comics on stage, and they, they sit on stools, and then I have a spinning wheel. Mm-hmm with subjects on it. Now, these subjects are the really only things I'm into. And I spin I it around. <laughs> okay. Just your interests. Yeah, my okay. interests only. All right. And then, depending on where it lands, you know, then I, I throw that subject to to the panel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, Who may not care about that topic at all. Who will not okay. know anything about it or okay. care about it. Okay. And then we just sort of banter. Uh-huh. And it's really, you see, you see comedians, I guess, um, on their front feet, you know, thinking sure. rather than, you know, drawing from material. Mm-hmm. They've got mm-hmm. to kind of make stuff up, and, and it's it's the fun part. You of should the call show. it the lightning wheel. Ooh, right? Yeah. yeah. That could be a that could be a shift. <laughs> that could be a shift. <laughs> but here's what I... Here's that was false enthusiasm. I'm sorry. I didn't really understand, Reese. <laughs> so you spin the wheel of your interests, yes. and it lands on dinosaurs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> it is. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. How did you know? You know me so well. <laughs> and then you're... Like, Jared Carmichael is one of your guests tomorrow night. So yeah. now he's on the spot, and what is he expected to say about dinosaurs? Is he supposed to believe they exist or not? Or is he supposed to know fun facts about dinosaurs? Or is he supposed to imagine a dinosaur in a comedy situation? What does he do with that? He can do what he likes. As long as it's entertaining, okay. I'll throw mm-hmm. it to him. I'll go, uh, Jared, dinosaurs, yay or nay? <laughs> <laughs> something, something like I that. I mean, that does take all the comedy out of it, but okay. That's not a yay or nay question, What are you though? talking about? That's comedy. <laughs> and then he'll go, oh, it's a yay from me. And I'll go, okay, favorite types, favorite types. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go from there. We'll talk about pterodactyls, you know, sure. whatever. I see. Uh, and then, you know, pe- people can just punch in with anything. Someone mm. might have an impression, of uh, a theory. An impression of a dinosaur? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I certainly would. Yeah, T Rex. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You could you couldn't hear that, but she was doing <laughs> she was doing the little hand. <laughs> I like thing. to do really visual things on the she radio. She does a lot of hand movements that people can't. <laughs> it was like can't hear nipple tassels. I gotta be honest with <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Flopping about. Um, but anyway. <laughs> So yeah, that's just we let's see where we went with that. And that was just from that. Right, yeah. exactly. Okay. So it can right. take you anywhere. I like the lightning yeah. wheel. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> okay. I like right, that you've sounds, renamed it. That like <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so that's you, Jared Carmichael I mentioned who's so funny, Nick Kroll, who I am not a fan of, but I know a lot of people I, like, do, I love him. No <laughs> sense is made. Nick I, Kroll correct. is so funny. I'm not a fan. He's so great. Or well keep it to yourself. Yeah. So please. Please. him and Josh. He's actually Gadd on the board. Both be Nick Kroll, yeah, right, huh? your name. <laughs> On the lightning wheel, I should say. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> on Kevin's lightning wheel. <laughs> Tickets are available at Largo-LA.com. Just 30 bucks. Now, the last time we had you in, Reese Lightning. Mm. <laughs> oh, that one oh, hurt the bird more than yeah. usual. Was it? Steam. That bird's not coming back, right? <laughs> <laughs> Was it when you were in 
Jumanji? Is that the last time we had you? I think it was yeah, it was around that time. Yeah. It was after that. And I think and I, were, th- I honestly thought now that you're doing movies with The Rock, we'll never see that guy again. I mm. thought he's he's going to be too big for us. Mm. He's in the rock zone. Right. Right, exactly. Right. Well, I I you know, here's my thing. I don't stay in any any one two zone for too long. Okay. Mm. And I said that to Rocks, Mr. Rocks. Did you? I said, "Look, you can have me here for a while, but I've got to do other things." Yeah. Uh-huh. What was Don't his pigeonhole response? me. Yeah, right? Uh, Did he take also, it well? <laughs> well, he wasn't listening. It was. <laughs> oh, I see. Was he even there? <laughs> no, it was, okay. a, it was his <laughs> it double. Was his people. <laughs> and they're so similar. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you only, and you thought it was him. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big dude. And uh, anyway, so I got him a free car. And, uh, very generous of you. We're all very happy. <laughs> he is, cried a bit, you know, for a bit. Cried man. a bit. But, oh, you I know, see. it's a great. Is car. The Rock sure. somebody that now that you had this working relationship for some time making the film, would you consider that you two are friends? I yeah, I think so. Could you and text is, him right are now? Are you just someone that he used to know? Couldn't uh, text him. I would not text him. Um, but could you? Just because I know he's at the gym. Personally, I know <laughs> I know where he is, and I'll probably. Give half an hour, I might give him, a, give him a buzz. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, make sure you listen to me on K-Rock, you know. Mm-hmm. If you sure. texted The Rock, would mm. he be happy to hear from you? Oh, of course he would. This is the oh, thing good. with this guy. This is Dwayne. Dwayne Johnson is so lovely. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons he's such a huge star, is that he's personable. And he's... he's he t- does seem super likable. Yeah. It's nice to hear that in person, though, because you're not ever sure. He looks you in the eyes and he smiles and he pats you on the shoulder. And, you know, he's listening to you when you talk. And he's, you know, so he's, he's not untouchable. So this is why he's genuinely fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. Nice guy. I feel like you need to stay friends with him for when he becomes the president, though. There might be something good, you know, for you. Exactly. And that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was... I think you my, hadn't brought that up at all. I feel like... I feel like he was thinking that, but you weren't. That's just my... I was! Yeah, were you? You've, uh, you've got a machine where you can see what I'm thinking, and it's coming up on your screen. Bean? Oh, mm. uh, uh, yes, that is true. Haven't you? Okay. <laughs> that is true. I knew it! That's the dinosaur thing from before. Right. <laughs> see? Yeah. Figured it out. Don't think we haven't <laughs> seen these new machines coming out. <laughs> Um, we got to take a break. Reese, uh, Reese Darby is here. I'm sorry. Reese Lightning is here. <laughs> Tickets are on sale for the Largo-LA.com for the show tomorrow night. Yeah, as the bird's Reese... gone. No, it's gone. Because the bird last time really took it hard. It, yeah, it took it hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, there he is. is. He's <laughs> hanging in there. More with Reese right after this on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Reese Lightning is here. <laughs> What's your most uh, popular sound effect that you do on stage, Reese? The one that the kids go crazy for. Is it one of your robots? Yeah, it's definitely... And the helicopter. Those oh, are the, the two. helicopters are good. Yeah. I've, I used to do passing jet, but... Um... <laughs> passing jet didn't catch the imagination? <laughs> well, it's good. I like it. Well, let's hear, um, let's get, hear a little passing okay, jet. Okay, here we go. Everyone look up. Okay, look up. Look up. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was very good as well. <laughs> it hit the bird. Always in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> and it's the same one. It keeps getting back up there. You got to uh, give him credit for trying. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, also new since the last time we spoke with you, sir, yeah. is you have fulfilled a lifelong dream of mm-hmm. per- being a participant in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. What's this all about? 
Well, it's it's me, you know, still, I guess, oh, or at least becoming, uh, remaining sort of popular in the in the voice acting world, mm-hmm. which is something, you know, I, I, I aspire to continue doing, if that's a sentence. Sure. And, uh, yeah, and um, I guess from my work in Voltron and stuff like that, and, and I've done a few, I've actually done a lot of, if you have a look on IMDb, I, I'm popping up on a lot of cartoons. Mm-hmm. And I guess if people are going, oh, this voice is certainly different and u- unique. Let's have it as something. And so... Um, TM, what is it? TMNT. That's yeah. right. Yes. Uh, got hold of me and said, "We've got a character for you, and it's a it's a hypnopotamus sure. from from New Zealand, mm-hmm. which makes complete sense." Sure. So here I am, I'm, a, I'm a, sort of like a, 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 a magic hippo. You're so lucky that that hippo is from New Zealand. That makes it a lot easier for you. <laughs> when you think magic hippo, yeah, you go straight to New Zealand, right? Yeah, yeah. and straight to Reese. Not to be confused with the. Um, Hip hop hippopotamus, which which is also from New Zealand. That's mm-hmm. that's Jermaine, right? Sure. Clement from uh, Concords. Sure. So I think they're actually they used to hang out. Like there was a hip hop hippopotamus, uh-huh. and now the hippopotamus. Uh-huh. He's he's now rising up through. Uh, Will the hippopotamus be mm. able to put the hip hop hippopotamus? I added an extra pop in there, yeah, just for effect. Will he be able to put him in a trance by shouting? Well, hypno. Hypno, well, yeah, he does. I mean, it's not so much. It's not. How did? How did? Would you think his skill was shouting? I think that he puts people. (laughs) He's a hypnotist. How many hypnotists have you been to? Look, I'd love to go to a hypnotist, but they do shout. (laughs) I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you now. You're right. I never have. I've never heard one shout. That's a good point. I read that you put you put people in a trance by shouting. Oh, okay. You've read it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, she then, read it on the internet, so it's true. <laughs> She's holding up the internet. She is. <laughs> there it is. She's printed it out. <laughs> She's highlighted that bit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's there's hypnotism. Sure. And part of it is I I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. She's handed it to you. You don't know, do you? In a trance with hypnotic powers, which he unleashes by shouting. <laughs> okay. All right. You got me. There is a shout. I thought that was all hush hush till the show came out, but there you revealed it. Okay. You didn't buy it when she revealed it. You didn't know. She didn't know. I know who I am and what I do. Did you already record it? Yes, of course. Well, then how do you not? Okay, is the written report wrong? I didn't think I was shouting. Okay. This All right. is a bad way to find out. <laughs> right? They thought you played it a little too loud. <laughs> <laughs> the guy did keep turning the mic down. Okay, thanks, mate. If you could just stand back a bit. <laughs> what do you in the hip hop Artemis, what do you how do you guys interact with the teenage mutant ninja turtles? Uh well, uh well, I'm I'm a villain character, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to bring them down. Oh, I see. Oh, so you really a bad guy. Yeah, okay. through through hypnotism. Mm-hmm. Hypnotism. Shouting. <laughs> <laughs> Just through hypnotism. <laughs> Say it louder. Hypnotism! <laughs> Here he comes, and he's a bad villain. You can hear him a mile away. I'm going to get you guys! <laughs> Cowabunga, dude, he's just coming. He's in the next state. I can hear him. (laughs) (laughs) Come to my show. (laughs) This was a big deal for you being on the the Turtles, though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I used to watch it as a kid, obviously. I would rush home from school, uh, and it would would play in New Zealand straight after school. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it would play 
every day uh, during the week. So we'd, I'd 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 have my um, my my milk and my 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 cookie and sit with mum and watch it. Oh, that's sweet. Mm. And, and you now know, you can do the same with your children. Yes. Well, uh, well, it's a different world now, of course. Sure. Um, I have to get them off uh, their laptops. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they hate dairy. Yeah. Can you just yeah. stop playing Fortnite for a minute and we'll come and watch Daddy <laughs> shout on the TV? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, when is that uh, debuting for the rest of us, Reese? Uh, no idea. Okay, you have to <laughs> print out another internet. Yeah, Ali, find that on the internet if you would, please. The uh, tickets are still less information on that than, than anyone, anyone on the yes. planet. <laughs> tickets are apparently. Don't be fooled by sites that say you can't buy them. There are still some tickets available for the Largo tomorrow night with Jared Carmichael, Nick Kroll, and others. Reese Darby saying funny things. Society Largo LA dot com. Ali, you found them there. That's probably the best. Yeah, place I went to, go, to the right? Largo site and okay. I was able to put in information. But a couple other sites, Ticketfly, said sold out, and I was I was visibly upset. I was upset. Well, that's, that's it. crazy. That, that's a fun show for yeah. 30 bucks. The general Reese? rule is, for a Reese show, it's not going to be sold out. Ever. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so please come. Always delighted to see you. Before we let you go, uh, Kevin is going to rapid fire at you. 60 seconds worth of questions. Just answer as fast as you can, and let's learn a little bit about Reese Lightning. 60 seconds with Reese Darby. What were you like in high school? Uh, I was pretty relaxed, um, but usually off in a corner somewhere. Okay. Uh, dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? No, thank you. Have you ever been in a real fight? Yeah, yeah. Did you win it? I gave him a good punch and then ran. Okay. I'm not sure that's right. <laughs> is, there a, is there a movie that you finish watching every single time you come across it? Ooh, uh, no. Which of the three of us, uh, me, Allie, or Bean, do you like the least? Mm, it would probably be definitely Bean. Okay. <laughs> What's a terrible TV show you enjoy? Uh, a terrible TV yes, show that you enjoy. Mm. Uh, I I like to watch um, the the news sometimes okay. on CNN. <laughs> it is terrible. Yeah, Twitter. Yay! <laughs> he wins, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you, Reese. Great to see you, sir. Thank you, guys. You bet. Thanks. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, we're waiting for uh, Dr. Drew on the phone. Is going to be happening? Okay, just called, and then someone picked it up and talked to him, and then hung up. Now he's calling back. Okay, that's cool. So, uh, <laughs> so 
I don't mind waiting. We got nothing to do. Hey, a smoke detector still going off my house. <laughs> no, really? That's not possible. It is. It's in three. How is that possible? Now. It's not. I was, I was very busy yesterday. I had doctor's appointments. I had a, a dinner, and I did not get around to calling somebody. That's what I need to do. Is I at this point I need to give up and call somebody to come out and actually just swap the whole unit. And out. by <laughs> at this point, two three days ago, three days of nonstop <laughs> chirping. Yes, <sighs> incredible. It's insane. It, uh, it's not. It's not been great. We uh, we look forward to our weekly visit uh, with Dr. Stupinski on the show here, and especially this week because we became aware of something called the lick of death, and it really is. Look, I know there are a lot of bad things that can happen to people. This may be the most terrifying thing that I have ever heard of happen to somebody because he was just playing with a little dog, just playing with a little friendly dog. Next thing you know, there's something in the pup's saliva, and he ends up having every limb amputated. And I am horrified by this story, Dr. Drew. Welcome to the program, sir. Get your organ music handy. Oh, yeah. Seriously. I mean, this is a 48-year-old man in Wisconsin who had no health problems. He was just playing with a bunch of dogs. Next thing you know, he gets flu-like symptoms. He goes to the hospital, and then you know what happens next. It's the lick of death. More than anything else, this is a great example of how the human brain works. There's literally millions of other things that are far more threatening, and yet because of the drama of this particular isolation... Oh, I guess the lick of death is nothing to you. Our (laughs) brain focuses on this one thing as though it's particularly No, no, I'm not going to let you do that. This is not us exaggerating or overreacting. This is a guy who had his arms and his legs cut off because he got licked by a dog. And his nose. That's extraordinary and unusual and terrifying. This is not us overhyping it. It it is one of the outcomes of septicemia, which hundreds of microbes can cause. And yes, sepsis in the human being is a horrible thing, which is why we worry about the overutilization of antibiotics because antibiotic drug, excuse me, bacterial drug resistance is how a simple infection can spiral out of control to septicemia. And when you're in shock and in something called disseminated intravascular coagulation, you can lose your limbs. That happens. That happens in shock. All right, it's not but the Dr. bacteria, Drew. it's the shock. Now, the bacteria itself is called Capnocytophaga carnivosaurus. That's about the best I can do you're with it. You're just making stuff up now. Because it's so rare, and look, it, it's the rea- it, you're, you're more likely to win the Powerball lottery. So you better start playing that right away. Awesome. Dr. Drew, listen, yeah. I am not going to let you diminish what happened to this man in Wisconsin, because this is not a case where a guy was out in the wilderness, and he got bit by a wolf, and he had no medical treatment, and it became infected, and he got sepsis. This is a guy who started feeling poorly shortly after a lick, not even a bite, went to the hospital, and within a few hours, they determined that they had to start amputating. This is more serious than most things we talk about. Absolutely, but there are other bacteria that can do something similar. And, and yes, this is a, and it's something specific about his immune system and his vulnerability and the right bacterium at the right moment, getting in through some sort of mucosal surface. In other words, he must have had a wound in his mouth or his nose or his eye. Somewhere the bacteria got in. And it got in sufficient quantity that it overwhelmed his immune system, and off it went. And that's not going to happen. That That is exceedingly – I mean, just think about it. If that were something common, don't you think you'd hear about it? Right? Yeah. Yes. That's our point. So and by you're the way, saying, though, that because this man's immune system, maybe he was taking antibiotics more often than somebody that just gets strep or no, an eye infection. No, the, the antibiotics was. don't weaken your immune system. They strengthen the bugs. 
They strengthen the bugs in the biosphere. In the entire world, they get stronger and stronger. And so, yes, this particular strain of bacteria in that dog may have been exposed to some antibiotics, perhaps, and made it resistant and strong. Uh, and Or... Uh, there's something else going on in this man's immune system. He has some maybe isolated defect in his complement system or something that made him less able to fight this bacteria normally. Now, listen, if you are having cancer chemotherapy or you're an HIV patient, these kinds of things become increasingly relevant, don't they? Because your immune system doesn't work normally and can't mm-hmm. fight these things off. So, yes, I mean, certainly you want to worry about dog bites and cats are worse cats are uh, the worst i agreed cats are the worst i mean their mouths are worse they can dissolve your flesh in a few hours just locally (laughs) see kevin we've been right about cats all along what what happened at CatCon this weekend yeah (laughs) is uh was there something wrong with or was the dog that licked him sick is that dog infected in any way no, that is a normal bacterium in the dog's mouth. And the uh, uh, Center so for Disease it. Control said, as a result of this story, that up to 74% of dogs and up to 57% of cats have this Capnosetekalahaga. <laughs> so, it does... Okay, got it. It, it does seem like there is the potential for this to happen far more frequently than it does. Correct, there is the potential, but if that potential were a reality, think of the millions of dog licks that Americans get every day. Millions, and not mm-hmm. one. My dog himself delivers millions every day. <laughs> and and, and, I, and I, nothing I can do about it. He holds me down and licks my face. So you are and not at all little... worried about the lick of death? No. I mean, it's the lick of death. I'm sure you've heard, generally speaking, the human mouth way worse in terms of a bite. Way worse. Oh. So yeah. with, with so we have our own lick of death? I don't think that one works. Yeah, That's not the right one. Hard. Sorry. We have more the bite of, bite of death. Bite of death. There we go. It's why when people get, when they punch somebody in the mouth, they sometimes will end up with horrible hand infections. It can dissolve the tendons and things. It's really a mess when, the, when, is... when you break your skin by hitting somebody in the mouth. What's this happening? Is, this is a grim talk today, right? Dr. Drew. Yeah, so I, I, I should I... stop making out with dogs, and then after I punch someone in the mouth, wash my hands? Uh, don't, stop, don't stop making out with dogs, but do stop punching people in the mouth. Okay. I'm going to write that as my I don't know tone. that Dr. Drew made us feel any better, but we appreciate him coming on. You can go to drdrew.com for all of his live appearances, podcast information, and don't forget his live show on 790K ABC from noon till 3. And you can get a physician in the comfort of your own home by downloading the Heal app. Thanks, Doc, for nothing. We'll talk to you next time. There you. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mox is sitting in front of the microphone. What do I do? I mean, We'd go over this every single yeah, day think, about this time. I think he what? works here. I think he's allowed. I think he's legitimate. So I turn on his mic. Turn it I on. think he's going to tell us about a uh, an exceptional opportunity for okay. Kevin and Bean listeners in West Covina today. All right, good. We worked that out. Good. <laughs> today is the final stop of the K-Rock Hot Topic K-Rock Gorilla Sticker Tour. Aw. Yeah. Listen to the enthusiasm right? which he expressed that. Yeah. That a great sell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Today is the final stop. It's because he's Come so on. sad. I know. That's why. Yeah. I want these to keep going for years on end. Mm-hmm. Okay. 268 Plaza Drive in West Covina at the West Covina Mall Hot Topic. We are going to have tickets to Demon Days. We are going to have tickets to System of a Down and Incubus. And I heard from a little birdie in my ear that we might have passes to see Bishop Briggs in the oh. HD radio sound space tomorrow. Nice. So get down there, 1 to 3 p.m., your final chance to win that K-Rock Gorillas grand prize, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the grand prize is going to be Monday morning. Muggs is going to be showing up possibly to your house to give you the great news that you've won an intimate show with the Gorillas for you and 50 friends. You've won a 2019 Honda Fit. That's a car, don't you know? And you've won a $500 Hot Topic gift card, but you won't be eligible for that drawing at all unless you get your K-Rock Gorillas sticker at any SoCal Hot Topic location. And Muggs is going to be 1 to 3 today at the Hot Topic in West Covina. Have a good time, man. Yeah! <laughs> Right. Can I turn it off now? He brought so yeah. little energy at the beginning. <laughs> right? But closed strong. So I think all in all, it was a good appearance. All right. Time for one more look at what's happening. Here's Allie. Well, what's happening is Weezer played last night here in L.A. A show at the Forum that a lot of our staff was at. But I don't know if they knew the joy that was going to saunter out on stage wearing a Hawaiian shirt about to play the accordion. I mean, the joy when Weezer is about to play Africa, which is Weezer's number one song. The first time they have been number one on the Billboard Alternative Song Chart since 2004. That's crazy. All they had to do was remake a song from 1982 by Toto. That's all. (laughs) Seriously, if they had known that. Right. Right? All sorts of Toto songs. But here's the thing. Rivers Cuomo said, we're going to take you on a distant voyage to the continent of your choosing. Where do you kids want to go tonight? Luckily, everyone yelled Africa because mm. it would have been awful if they didn't. And sure. then they don't have songs about other continents. It would just have been bad. But during the song, a man came out, like I said, in his Hawaiian shirt with his accordion and just ripped a wicked solo. That man, Weird Al Yankovic. That's all I needed was an accordion solo. Him playing the accordion cracks me up. He's real good at it. That's so weird. If you had been told a year ago, listen, you're going to go see Weezer. Right. They are going to cover Toto's Africa. Mm-hmm. And Weird Al's going to walk out and do an accordion solo. Yeah, you would say no. You'd be that's like, ridiculous. what's up, Fever Dream? <laughs> but okay. I mean, I'd be in. But I would still say that will never happen. It happened. That's pretty awesome. Who's tired of Weird Al and tired of life. You're right, Homer. Completely right about that. Well, sorry to all of you Max Joseph fans on Catfish. He's been with the show for seven seasons, 115 episodes, 31 specials, but he is finally bidding adieu. No! That's goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Yes. Okay. All right. It is indeed. He is leaving the show. He said, for a while now, I've been straddling two careers as TV host and filmmaker. And while this level of busyness is a dream come true, my life can no longer sustain it. What? It's true. (laughs) He is leaving Catfish. But the good thing is, for Neve Shulman, there 
are no shortage of dumbass people that are still being catfished every GD day. Yeah, it's crazy. So that show will probably go on until we're dead, right? I would assume so. It's insane to me. Uh. <laughs> right? Right. Na 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 na. No, was that? Can I interest you in Ed Sheeran doing something good for people that need water? Sure. He has launched a fundraising campaign for Drop for Drop. That's an organization founded by Adele's husband, Simon Konecki, which works to alleviate the global water crisis. <laughs> Here's what you can do. You can donate money to the charity. Here's what you can win. Not only the satisfaction that you're helping with the water crisis around the oh. world, but mm. stay with me, sir. You are entered to win a trip to New York City to see Ed Sheeran in concert at MetLife Stadium. Meet him backstage and you get a private guitar lesson from Ed. He's going to teach you how to play one of his songs and give you that signed guitar as a parting gift. <gasps> that's I mean, pretty cool. It's not bad, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. The campaign will be open until September 1st, and the winner will be chosen on September 7th. So it is uh... drop, then the number four, <laughs> drop, if you want to get involved with that. Hey, Hey, old dudes that have young wives, you don't have to have babies with them. Uh Uh-oh, what's going on? I'm just saying, Richard Gere and his new wife, he's 68, she's 35, they're expecting a child together. I'm I'm just saying, do we, really? So when the kid's in high school, he's going to be in his late 70s. Dead. (laughs) Maybe dead, yeah. Listen, there are tons of other Hollywood stars, singers, everything that have had babies mm-hmm. along with their AARP card. Michael Douglas was 58. Jeff Goldblum, 65. Mick Jagger, 74. George Lucas, 69. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe the point of having a, a younger wife is... Doing the first part of it, you don't. Right. You don't need the the kid, do you? But there's no way to ah. stop that, right? There's no way. I no. Think. Okay. Nope. If you have sex, you get pregnant. Right. That's what my I think mom that's told how it me. Works. All right. Let's move on, shall we? Some birthdays for you: Sam Elliott, Dion Sanders, Anna Kendrick, Hoda Kotb, Casey. She's got her finger on the button back there. Mm. Any of us, not that button. (laughs) Eric Bana and Jillian Anderson. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Ellie. Drive home today. Listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. We got a new feature for you uh, called Get Up On This with our friend Jensen Carp. We have comedian uh, Greg Fitzsimmons in studio. <laughs> we have a brand new internet roundup. <laughs> and it's Friday, so we've got Keep It 100. <laughs> Tomorrow morning. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.